This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Republican congressional leaders are providing little reason for optimism that the Trans-Pacific Partnership will get a vote before the end of the year. At a news conference a day after Congress wrapped up its pre-election work, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said flatly he doesn't think that TPP has the votes to pass. McConnell also said that the new president is going to have to shift positions on the trade agreement in order for TPP to have a chance in the next Congress. The Senate Majority Leader said, I believe that if it were brought up this year, it would be defeated anyway. Leading you to raise the obvious question, if you're interested in America being in the trading business in the future, in what way is it advantageous to have a trade agreement go down? He said the TPP is politically toxic, and I don't think the Congress is ready to tackle it in any positive way. House Speaker Paul Ryan, who has also been pessimistic about chances for a TPP vote this year, declined to comment on the issue when he was asked about it at a separate news conference yesterday. He said he had nothing new to say. McConnell committed to considering tax extenders. Senator McConnell has much better news for the biofuels industry for lobbying Congress to extend a series of tax subsidies that expire at the end of the year. The chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, Kevin Brady, has said he doesn't want to pass any tax extender this year. But McConnell indicated they would be on the Senate's agenda. McConnell said we're committed to taking a look at that before the end of the year. The expiring measures include a $1 a gallon tax credit that subsidizes biodiesel, as well as tax benefits for cellulosic fuels and E85 pumps. GOP senators drop estate tax rules. 41 Republican senators are siding with farm groups and small businesses and urging the Treasury Department to withdraw proposed regulations that could increase the value of estates for tax purposes. Treasury should pursue policies that encourage the creation and growth of small businesses, not propose regulatory changes that make it more difficult and costly for families to transfer ownership to future generations, according to the senator's letter. Treasury officials say they're closing a loophole that allows owners of costly held businesses to artificially lower the value of their assets. Every Republican on the tax-writing Senate Finance Committee signing that letter, except for three who were in tight re-election races in North Carolina, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Congress updates livestock auction regs. Congress has sent the White House a bill that will extend the requirements of the Packers and Stockyards Act to online and video auctions that are charging commissions or fees. Supporters say the bill, which passed both the House and the Senate this week, will protect producers who sell online and ensure the use of electronic payment methods. The chairman of the Livestock Marketing Association, Dan Harris, says the bill is a huge step forward for the industry. Senator John Tester, a Democrat of Montana, says it's time that our livestock auction laws reflect the world we live in. Egg poultry and soybean representatives head to Cuba. Earlier this year, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack announced that he would start allowing checkoff-funded producer groups to travel to Cuba. And this week, representatives of egg and poultry sectors are on a four-day fact-finding mission in Cuba, along with the United Soybean Board. And Alonzo, president and CEO of the American Egg Board, says exports are crucial to the future for egg producers and that eggs could be a low-cost way to improve Cubans' diets. She said, we're always looking for innovative ways to grow egg demand and broaden commodity trade. Urban agriculture gets focus. 
Urban agriculture and its future in the next Farm Bill are subject of an all-day conference today. The speakers and panelists include Ohio Congresswoman Marcy Kaptur, a longtime member of the House Appropriations Committee, Eleanor Starmer, the administrator of the USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service, and A.G. Kawamura, a former California Agriculture Secretary who's a member of Donald Trump's Agriculture Advisory Council. The conference sponsors include Agree and Michigan State University. Earlier this week, the ranking Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, released legislation to open a number of USDA programs to those involved in urban production agriculture. And now, looking ahead, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will be speaking at the National Press Club on Monday. His remarks will focus on the benefits of the bio-based economy to rural America. On Wednesday, Secretary Vilsack will head to the swing state of Pennsylvania to host a White House Rural Forum. He'll be joined by Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, as well as Pennsylvania Agriculture Secretary Russell Redding and economic development experts from other states. Well, here's today's She Said It. We're not even at the beach. Let us take this down the road and we'll see where it is. That's House Democratic Leader Nancy Pelosi of California. She's responding to comments by a colleague that there didn't appear to be a wave developing that would give Democrats control of the House. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, September 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.